Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. Welcome to the big time! Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ila Dragunov, the star Bang, the sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romran, and Neil Ash all checking in for uh, this week's live yeah. stream. Actually, Ro is checking in from a city that's actually part of Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, unlike the rest of us. Yes, hello, hello from Singapore. Uh, I didn't think I would make it tonight, but uh, we had uh, a rest day on our itinerary, so I'm here with y'all. Um, I, I do have something. I, I hope I was. Hoping I could be here because I got some things to say after the debut of one AEW collision. So let's strap in and you know let's 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 talk some wrestling. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, a lot of opinions that uh, we have to get out there. So I'm gonna let Emil take the lead first because he's got stuff to tell you about our growing wrestling wrestling podcast patron community. While I figure out my tech stuff over here. All right. So if you want to be a part, we will have our watch party for AEW's Forbidden Door in a. In a couple of days, actually. So if you want to be a part of that, and if you want to experience the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, you could do that by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as five dollars when local currency is around 260, 270 pesos. So murang mura lang. No? Um, like I said, you'll get to enjoy uh our Discord where we will hold our uh, AW Forbidden Door watch party. So uh, if you want, if you want to uh, watch the the pay per view alongside uh, your fellow podcast, uh, you could do that uh, on our Discord. Also, you could interact with us uh, and talk to us about anything about uh, wrestling, of course, video games, fashion, food, memes, anything and anything under the sun. And uh, also, you could also get the uh, the review content of the weekly wrestling shows like Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite. Uh, NXT, uh, Collision, Rampage, and some local uh, wrestling events as well, courtesy of Raw and ASH. Uh, also, another perk of uh, being a uh, being a subscriber to our Patreon is the uh, Pasabais. And uh, if you want to get your authentic wrestling merch, merch uh, WWE, AW, or any other wrestling merch, you can get it through us. Uh, and by subscribing to our Patreon, you're supporting everything that we do here on the pod. So again, please subscribe 
to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. All right. So, okay. Uh, before and before, you know, while we wait for Stan to get back, Shempre, we have to tell you all about what is happening on Monday morning. Shempre, we have Forbidden Door, AEW X and JPW. This is the second year running. And Shempre, we have a watch party because you guys are some of the best uh, uh, podcast listeners in the world, in the multiverse. We also hope that you would also become some of the most loyal Patreon patrons in the multiverse. So, we're having a Forbidden Door watch party live on Monday morning, 8 a.m. on Discord. All you got to do is, uh, as as Emil mentioned, just subscribe to our Patreon for uh, as low as $5 uh, U.S. dollars. And Shempre, uh, we'll be watching this live and uh, we'll be talking shit. We'll be bantering. I don't know where else you can watch it. I don't know if Tapco is doing this show or this stuff or Premier Sports is doing this stuff. So uh, if you really want to catch live without much hassle, hopefully, uh, please do consider subscribing to our Patreon and um you know, joining us for the for the watch party feels. I say, you know, maybe one day if this gets big, you know, if AEW events get big enough, uh, maybe we'll do it. You know, in a small venue or you know, in a hobby stadium. But for now, sempre online muna tayo. Monday morning shine. You know, I know you guys have work. A lot of you have work in the office. So yeah, and hope you guys, uh, yeah, you know, join us. It's gonna be fun. All right, uh, let's proceed with the show. Let's, the show goes. All right, uh, we're gonna start with the wrestling news here. Of course, um, we always start our week with SmackDown just because that's the first show that happens after the live stream uh, happens. And uh, we're really gonna have to put up with my horrible uh, connection here. So let me set row up here with uh, the fall of the bloodline. We've got the bloodline civil war as WWE announced on social media. And Jay and Jimmy Uso are officially out. So, you know, and announced it for money in the bank, right? You've got that huge tag team match between Roman and Solo and the Usos. What do you guys think about this one? Yeah, uh, Emil, you have the 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 background with uh, the super kick heard around the second super kick heard heard around the world. So let's start off with you. Yes, indeed, it was uh, the second super kick heard around the world, and it was an incredible segment to end SmackDown. Like um, honestly, they were gonna drag this out beyond Money the Bank. I thought the J turn was gonna happen at Money the Bank or after Money the Bank, but. Turns out they pulled the trigger now, and uh, it's honestly, akalako, it's too soon. But when it happened, man, I was so happy, and, and uh, you, the action for was finally because we have we have been waiting Jay to finally, uh, you know, stand up, uh, to stand up against Roman for how many months now? So it was an incredibly satisfying moment, and uh, Jay Jay really worked us when. Uh, he was telling, you know, Jimmy, you're out. And then Nakalenate, he's going to turn on his brother and then said, guess I'm out too. And super kicks on. That was, a, I was so happy when, the, when this segment happened. So given the way that, you know, uh, these guys plan out their stories and their angles and their week to week, but uh, for sure, this was really already written in the cards now. Okay. Uh, Jimmy's going to turn on uh, Night of Champions. That was, uh, they're going to work this angle a little bit for a couple of weeks until Jay turns on Roman as well, which we all we all saw coming anyway. Pero, um, do you think this was the right time to do it? Like, um, would it have pissed more people off had um, had this gone on another month, let's say? Not really. I think I think this is the right time because um, people. I think I, I'm seeing complaints from people, and one of the complaints that I'm seeing is that. 
um parang the will will he won't he turn on roman uh thing that jay's been having has been going on for too long because this guy's been in you know he has been dealing with this since the royal rumble since january so um i think it's just the right time you know and and for us we parang may element na it was out of nowhere because it was on a on the on a smackdown instead of a of a big ple kind of like what happened in royal rumble so uh it was the right time for me uh even though i didn't expect it to be the right time yeah uh no i agree i think um it was kind of rushed when you think about it when you when you think about how they stretched a lot of the bloodline stuff from survivor series about from the sammy stuff but um yeah i think people would have turned on this even faster had it you know gone a little longer so okay lang din tama na rin siya i guess um it's i agree i agree it's the right time and a lot of people seem to think so uh the acting was well acted uh yeah. a lot of people had natural surprise reactions on you know um uh jay finally turning on roman um i think it's all good i a lot of people a lot of everyone in this segment even solo sekoa did some really good acting like yung mga tao na hindi mo expect mag-act like you know uh, umar to see solo and then the camera focused on him and the facials were were so on point diba na i think that's the that's the crowning glory of the story and everyone involved was super elevated and the people you didn't think were going to be elevated were also really elevated um you know uh they are i think at this point we can all say that all of the people in this ring are hall of fame worthy characters in pro wrestling even the usos as you know separate usos not just you know uh as a twin team so uh the the Anawai bloodline is super strong here and i think it's pretty cool um for them to um really elevate the story and i think this kind of quality it, it it makes them deserving of the praises they're getting but it should be a shield against um all the criticisms they're getting thrown their way like these guys are doing the work of their careers and uh i'm not going to have any slander saying oh you know they've been doing this for so long they've been going back and forth for so long it doesn't they don't deserve that they they've been knocking it out of the park for so long for them to take that kind of shit okay i, I got to say that, that uh, at the start of this whole bloodline storyline you could only say that only roman is the star like all of them are supporting cast but now after three years four other stars were made sammy and then the usos and now solo is on his way to being a star so Um, for me, a successful storyline is if it can make stars, and certainly you could pen this one as one of the most successful storylines in the history of WWE. Yeah, I, I think you guys have said everything that needs to be said about uh, the quality of storytelling that we're getting from the Bloodline. Uh, it's really as good as it can get. Um, I don't know if you guys discussed this earlier, but we have talked about this weeks ago. Should Jay get a title shot against Roman? Uh, yeah, yes, I believe so. Um, they already, uh, they already, um. He's the whole thing by saying, "Oh, we were grooming you to be the tribal chief, deba." So, uh, in this regard, parang mas angat si uh, Jay over Jimmy, and I don't know if like that's cool with Jimmy. Um, uh, I don't know if you know, Big Brother is gonna be okay with that, but you know, Jay did step up. He did say that in the uh, uh, it, it. He did say na 
he was the one who stepped up when Jimmy got injured. Right? So I think it naturally got there the same way, you know, it naturally got to Kofi um, uh, back in 2019. Right? So, uh, okay, then, yeah, Jim, Jay should get the title shot. It really was Jay's story from the, from the get-go. Yeah, I also agree. Jay should get a title, title shot because this all really started with uh, also a Jay title shot. So to go full circle... You gotta have a title shot, and whether or not he wins the title, that I don't know. Uh, I don't know if, if at this point you could say you could believe that Jake can beat Roman for the title, but at, at least at, at least he could he should get a shot. Yes, uh, should Jay beat Roman then for the championship? Because this is something I've been uh, beating the drum for for the last few months at this point. Hey, what do you think? Uh, that's an interesting question. Um, the I mean, yes, the feel good. Anything, better guys. Any one of these past, the past what, the past few contenders for Roman this year, Debussy, uh, Cody, Sammy, Kevin Owens. Yeah, I think they all would have gotten the feel good win. It would have been the feel good moment. But uh, the question really is, um, are they going to save? Are they going to pull the trigger on that, or are they saving their load for Cody? Because I, I can, we can sit here all, we can sit here all day and say, nah, Jay should win." But um, if that's not the long term plan, and I, for one, respect the long term plan here, well, that's going to go up. But I do also respect the short term uh, environment and atmosphere, and say that um, if there is any time to really elevate someone who nobody thought would be elevated at all, but I think it's a good time to you know fuck around and just pull the trigger on Jay. Uh, for me, the natural for me the natural ending of this storyline should always be Jay try uh winning over Roman. So if there's a title gonna if if uh, a title is gonna be involved in there, probably yes. You, I mean you know uh, he has shown over these last few months that he can be a he, he can be a great single star on his own. Uh, so why not, you know, but as again, we have said the same things about Cody, Sammy and Kevin over the last few months and look what happened, look at what happened. Roman still retained. So, um, I won't be surprised if Jay didn't win, but the, the, for me, the right decision is Jay, uh, winning the title over Roman. All right. Uh, I know a lot of you are here for the Forbidden Door predictions. That's still coming up later on. First, after the break, we'll talk about Collision. And our thoughts on everything that happened on Sunday morning Manila time. But first, a quick break as we hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. We're back and uh, let's get to that next slide, babyface producer Zeke. Let's talk about AEW collision because uh, someone had a lot of things to get off his chest. Let's talk about this guy. He had a lot to say, right? He even broke out a new catchphrase. Tell me when I'm telling lies. So what, what do you guys think about everything that Punk had to say? Let's start with you and me. <sighs> so this is basically um, him letting out all his uh, his feelings after what happened in the last uh, few months. And um, he can't help himself but to take shots at people, which I thought was really unnecessary because it's issue Like, you know, the, the elite are not even speaking about the matter or I, I, th- I don't think they're legally uh, allowed to speak on the matter. So, why <laughs> Like, uh, this is his first, this is his chance to, you know, make amends, turn over a new leaf, and, you know, 
be be CM Punk again. Pero I don't know. Like uh, I I was excited when he came back. Then when I you know when I saw the promo, I was like ah okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, I, I get you, though. I mean, like, um, I get him. You can't come back and not address the whole thing. I say that's what everyone was waiting for. And um, it's going to be weird if you don't talk about the thing that needs to be talk, talked about. Because uh, at this point, at that point, you're just going to insult the intelligence of the people. And then you're just going to play around with them. Um the reason why this is in the caption is because of a take that I had um, uh, it, when I was watching Punk's promo, and I noticed that everyone, especially Chicago, was hanging on um, every word that Punk says. A lot of people, despite the unmitigated PR disaster that was the the all-out press conference, the media scrum, people are still praising this guy and hailing him as the ultimate wrestling messiah diba? so that's fucking crazy to me diba? that's that's super insane and i figured and it made me super uncomfortable because um apparently you can just you can be a shit person in the business in in the locker room and be a toxic presence in the company but as long as you are captivating the the hearts and minds of the millions of people watching uh, AEW live and at home all around the world, that's okay with them. And I'm not saying that I'm not guilty of the same behavior, but when you are talking about someone who is as super flawed as CM Punk, uh, I feel like there is something that needs to be called out. So to me, I feel like uh punk is the rodrigo duterte of of pro wrestling um if you guys are punk fans if any anyone watching here and then anyone listening here are punk fans i'm sorry but it's the truth uh they are literally almost the same people the one guy just doesn't kill people over drugs but um he you know both of them like talking about whatever they want to talk about uh, they want to wear their hearts on their sleeves and you know be grumpy when they when, when they want to be grumpy they want to go off the script they want to um they want to meander about what they want to say they want to be brutally honest and then they also don't want to change themselves for you know to get the praise of uh of the general population and society so uh that's literally duterte and that's literally why people voted him into power that's literally why you punk fans listening to this or watching this like him so much because he is unapologetically himself and uh personally i, I never liked the idea of being unapologetically yourself because like it or not we have to face the fact that there are some parts of ourselves, even myself, that we have to be apologetic for. I say that's not how society works. You can't be unapologetically yourself and be, you know, a like member of society. And you can't be a functioning member of society if, you know, if you don't conform to its rules. But anyway, that's me being philosophical now. But uh, that's why this whole thing makes me uncomfortable. I used to like punk. I used to like I used to be a big fan of punk, especially when he was a uh, um, a rebel of um, the wrestling industry and fighting against the man who uh, wanted to keep him down and make him do stupid shit. About so, uh, but now it's just that he's taken all of that. It's like the third thing he ta- he's taken all of that and just uh, spun him, um, spun it into his own um, 
personal venting and you know and uh therapy session device like everything to him is just you know um him letting out his frustrations and that's fine it's healthy but also it there is a point where it's it's also counterproductive and toxic so uh you know man i'm you know uh the whole shoot thing was what we expected him to do but still um doesn't sit well with me what i did like though is the part where he did actually get down to uh the kayfabe business and then he brought out the championship he uh said uh, he technically didn't lose the championship so he's still kind of champion and somebody has to beat him for it uh whatever whatever he really wants to mean by that but uh at least that was a story that i could appreciate i say Finally, it's you know it doesn't have to it doesn't have anything to do with um, the backstage shit, the elite, whatever his feelings about Hangman Page are. But uh, at least he corrected that track in that same promo, and we didn't we didn't have to wait for the next week or you know Dynamite this week for him to uh, reinsert himself into the actual um, AEW kayfabe story. Yeah. You know? um... Yeah, l- let me bounce off that room rant there and answer uh, Glendale's question. Do you think he should have done something backstage? I don't know what you want him to do backstage, Glendale. Like, uh, like what confront people and and get that off his chest. I don't think they're legally allowed to at this point because of uh, everything that happened last September. Um, I'm just gonna bounce off of what Rose said, Kanina, and probably add to it by saying that there's a lot of fans out there, whether they're hardcore punk fans or they're just AEW fans or rebellious wrestling fans, who will hang on to what he says and say, "Na yeah, that's my guy," because he doesn't know the feelings of other people. Because real, siya, honest, siya, diba? and that's the reason why the 16 million voted the way they did in 2016, right? Uh, and and siya, because we all know that one person. Na hindi basta real siya, kaya gusto ko siya kahit na mali naman sinasabi na kahit na may naapakan sila. And watching that on Sunday made me feel uncomfortable for those reasons. Especially because I know someone in my life who had also tried to step on me by saying, hindi at least real ako eh. Parang come on man, uh, face face uh, reality na y- you do have to adjust to other people and um you know uh, be mindful of what they feel because of your words and your actions. So the, whatever character uh, Punk projected there really made me uncomfortable as a viewer and as someone who had to live through that stuff. So yeah, Emil, I have, I have one last thing to say, but go on, Emil. Uh, uh, again, pretty much agree with both of you guys. Uh, and you know, with the young comparisons with, uh, uh, with uh, the former former president is that in some of his speeches, in some of his, of his form, speeches before, even the most ridiculous thing that he says always get a pop from the crowd so like kind of all i kind of thought of the same thing of some of the things that cm punk said that normally i wouldn't be i wouldn't be comfortable hearing it but you can see you can hear the crowd they were, they were popping to it so so yeah you know um it, i don't know if, if this is real life punk or this is character punk but something is really off with it and uh and it's a shame because i'm such a huge, huge cm punk fan before but uh, parang habang patagal ng patagal, I'm really turn, I'm really starting to not be a fan of this guy. Yeah, uh, Aaron says he's just living vicariously through punk, and I get it. You know, um, punk, whatever punk does, whatever punk says, it's him just indulging his id, diba? his inner child, na is unregulated, uh, gets to do or say whatever he wants because he hasn't fully uh, accepted the. There are consequences to what he says because, um, it's freeing. It's freedom. It's uh, it feels good. There is dopamine in some in some respects to this kind of behavior. Pero, siempre can always 
can't always indulge your id, diba? you, you Especially when you're uh, you're as fucking old as punk, diba? You're like in your 40s. You're still acting like a 16-year-old angsty teenager listening to Linkin Park and, you know, uh, identifying with Chester screaming his heart out, diba? Even Chester grew up, diba? So that, that's fucking insane, right? Um, you know, um, you're free to like it, sure. But, uh, you know, I'm just saying, or we're just saying, rather, why we're so super uncomfortable with it. And I hope that, well, we're never going to change the minds of people listening to this shit. But if you like punk, then you like punk. But, um, you know, it is something to think about that I hope you think about because you can't always live life like this, even in a perfect society. I mean, it just doesn't work like that. Yeah, uh, one last note here just to answer John Christopher. Punk's not being heelish because in kayfabe, he's a babyface. Accompanying FDR, he saved uh, Ricky Starks and he saved, uh, who, who was a canine on Dynamite? It's like he, you know, he, he's presenting himself as a babyface. So that's not him, him being heelish. That's him trying to just be himself. And if you think that he's being heelish while he's being himself, then that probably says a lot about your value system and what inside right, really resonates with you as babyface behavior versus heelish behavior. So yeah, see, Martin gets it. On paper, he's supposed to be a good guy, but the things he says and the way he carries himself, so he's not a good guy. So anyway, uh, let's move on to the rest of Collision right here. And uh, let me get your thoughts on uh, the show as a whole. What were your first impressions from the debut episode? All right. Um, I, I think AW did a good job naman, with their first uh, first uh, episode of, of Collision. Uh, the show felt different uh, from Dynamite just by having different set of, of commentators. Just by having Kevin Kelly and Nigel, remind, <laughs> the, the, their duo really, really reminds me uh, of the old uh, ROH where they were the commentary team. Um, so just by having them, the show feels a lot more different than, than Dynamite and Rampage. Um, plus the set, I like the, I like the set. It's, uh, I think it's a bigger set than, than Dynamite. So that, that's a plus as well. Um, and I feel like the wrestling, um, hindi masyadong matagal yung mga matches sa collision ng first episode, which again, if you would have been watching uh, AWTV over the last two years, TV matches on on Dynamite can can go as long as 20, 30 minutes. But here, like sobrang bilis ng pacing niya, which I actually like. You know, um, so if they're gonna do this consistently and with a with a distinct brand split in the future, uh, I can actually be behind, uh, actually get behind the collision. Uh, yeah, I agree. This one is kind of lean. Um, the 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 show flow was pretty lean. Parang, uh, they they only put like I believe four matches. That was or the four uh, undercard matches. That was the main event was like twenty minutes. Cause you know CM Punk, and then CM Punk only really just wrestles the the comeback <laughs> and the, uh, part of the opening opening part. But hey, um, uh, it's all good. Um, I liked it as well. Um, it had a nice mix of. Um, uh, well, Dynamite has had a nice mix of wrestling and in-ring uh, promo segments. So that's pretty cool. They, um, It does feel like a brand split in the way that I didn't see BCC. I didn't see the Elite. So um, if I, I hope it stays that way because I do enjoy... I did enjoy how... Um, Guys that I haven't seen in a while were there. Like, although Andrade was injured, Miro was, you know, keeping himself off the shelf, on the shelf rather. So that part was cool about it. Um, I also really enjoyed um, having a different announce team. Uh, Kevin Kelly, uh, Stan and I's new friend. Uh, we, I, I, I like that it wasn't Excalibur doing the calling. Cause it, it, 
in that regard, it really felt like a different show. Because, um, you know, if you put Excalibur and everything, it's definitely going to sound like the same show. So um, they did a good job in making it sound different and in that way, make it feel different. So um, I hope yeah, that there is a strict um, uh, uh, brand split in place because it really would go a long way in making sure that this is actually a, a different show. It's not It's not just a show that's taped after Dynamite, you know. You know what I mean? And uh, as kung wala pang brand split as of this moment, uh, I like I like what you know, may naisip ako na those who are appearing on Dynamite should not appear in Collision, and those who appeared on Collision should not appear on Dynamite that uh, next week. Para at least uh, each week, iba iba naman yun na kita ng mga tao, and not just the same people. So that's how you make Collision um, a different show from Dynamite, and Dynamite a different show from Collision. Yeah. Uh, it's easier said than done. We would all like to have some form of a brand split uh, AEW because of just how stacked the roster is from top to bottom. But I don't think we're getting that because a lot of the people who appeared on Collision uh, also did appear on uh, Dynamite Kanina. Uh, Punk was even trying to be self-aware of it. And said, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm a Collision guy and whatever. Uh, there, there was that uh, moment. Um, any other thoughts on Collision before we move on? Um, it, was a, it was a good first show. So kudos to them. I yeah, um, I think it's worth watching. Oh, one more thing, Pala. One more thing. I do enjoy Sunday morning wrestling TV. Like, yeah. uh, this is, but this is, you know, a way that, well, for me, because it's not a pay per view, but it's not like, um, it's not like a show that I have to broadcast to you guys live, but so I don't have to get up at eight and then, you know, worry about missing the first part if I don't get up at eight or you know, before eight, rather. So this is, uh, lower stakes Sunday morning TV for us. So, and, I, and I really enjoy that because, you know, um, if I'm not doing anything on a Sunday morning, I can just throw this on and enjoy more AEW. Yeah, uh, for me, I just really missed hearing the voice of Nigel McGuinness, hearing him do commentary. Uh, kind of wish that Rowan and I were actually able to get a seminar with uh, Nigel as well. So maybe somewhere down the road. All right, let's cross over to WWE and let's talk about Logan Paul because he has inserted himself into the men's money in the bank ladder match. So he's the seventh guy and... I actually enjoyed this promo. Uh, I'm just straddling the line of being like the hometown babyface, given it was in Cleveland, and uh, he was also trashing everybody, even Clevelanders. May uh, a bit of self-awareness that yeah, this is why I left. Blah blah blah. And um, I don't think Logan Paul is winning money in the bank, but I think sticking him in this spot is really good because um, you're in London, but it makes the show even a bigger deal. And uh, whether or not Logan Paul pulls down that briefcase, that match in and of itself is a much more high stakes match with him in it. Yeah, this the, well, first thing the promo was super weird. Like I, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish. But um, to me, it felt like he was a face because he was self aware. And uh, um, I, I he took he took an L, so he left it. Clevelanders take an L, so you know that's that's the identity of people from Cleveland. So and then he he uses or he exhibits a display of self-awareness and says yeah nah, he is also a loser because he lost to a lot of people in the wwe so uh what, what are you trying to make me feel here are you trying to um are you trying to you know uh come across as a face because you're in your hometown are you trying to come across as a heel because you're a natural dick and you make videos for 14 year old girls um it's super weird. I, I don't understand what um, these are. This, this is one of the things where, yes, uh, Logan Paul is a good talker, but you really do have to script something and at least lay out 
lay down a general direction of where or what he should be saying and what message he should be conveying. Because in yeah, uh, as all of us here are, we are super confused and people just ended up cheering LA Knight. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, about the Logan Paul inclusion in the match, I actually like it because uh, before when you know the 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 six uh, the six wrestlers were announced for this match, people were complaining, why is there no star power in this match? Even though we have LA Knight, Damian Priest, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, but people's you know they still want more. So you know how about we put a celebrity, a big time celebrity in there, and that's gonna make this match a must watch for 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 most people. And um, his style, you know, he thrives well in, you know, the athletic spots, you know, the the dives from the top rope, the, you know, the athletic spots. And he fits perfectly in a match like these where it's spot after spot after spot after spot. And it's a multi-man thing. It's a multi-man, multi-man match. So it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, I think it's going to do well. Um, whether he wins or not, uh, I will not be surprised if he wins. I mean, he's a star. Uh, I'm not surprised. I'm not going to be surprised if they suddenly have him winning money in the bank, even though I am rooting for another guy. So um, at least he's. I don't think Logan Paul needs money in the bank. Yeah. Just to set it straight, he got the call shot the against Roman Reigns. Oh, there's yeah. He did crown jewel oh, yeah. and face Roman. So what was yeah. he? That's a big thing. Well, maybe he wants to. No, I mean, no, no, no. I, I can argue that. He, he, I mean, anyone wants money in the bank, so you can have the element of surprise in your in your in your back pocket. So, um, it's that's a lot better if you really want to win the championship and don't care about that. Okay, I I wrestled you in a pre-announced match and then I won it honorably. I you don't need that. Uh, you you just want the championship and then you just want to make the money that you get from uh, winning a championship in what way? A win is still a win, So that that I understand the. Um, psychology psychology uh behind the logan paul uh uh wanting to join money in the bank so you know I, that part i get i i do agree though he's not gonna win to say what else is he gonna do <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yes um you could you know given the history you could sacrifice one la night but i'd rather that you not do that and i don't really i mean if if you give the if you give money in the bank to Logan Paul, then he is obligated to be hanging around all the time, even if you can just book him to choose a spot. Yeah, uh, I, I think with all things considered, we can see now uh, at the very least having Logan Paul in there makes the match a much bigger deal. So that should be really fun. Uh, money in the bank happening in a couple of weekends. That Sunday morning Manila time. Uh, if you want to go watch it on Disney Plus, it will be live over there. If you want to watch it with Tagalog commentary, apparently a lot of people here in the Philippines may mga para para sila. Uh, whatever that is, I'm not going to tell you live right here. All right, uh, let's move on to um, our predictions for Forbidden Door. We've actually got a lot of matches to get through. So we'll predict them one by one because there's already 11 announced matches and we've got an audio-only part coming right after. Uh, Babyface Producer Zeke, let's take that break first uh, before we get to Forbidden Door predictions. Let's uh, hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. All right, Forbidden Door happening on Monday morning. Uh, I believe the main card starts at 8 a.m. We've got a watch party as usual on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community. Let's go through the card here and start off with the first slide that Babyface producer Zeke put up earlier, just moments earlier. It's the AEW International Championship match between Orange Cassidy, who's probably going to uh, kill himself trying to face Daniel Garcia, Katsuyori Shibata, and Zack Sabre Jr. Emil, is Orange Cassidy going to retain here? Um, 
there's a chance that he might. Pero honestly, this pero foray is a chance for him to lose the belt uh, without you know sacrificing you know his status as a top guy in, in AW. So I'd go with put the title on Daniel Garcia because I think um, they're defending the international title weekly on TV, and uh, I think Daniel Garcia can take the mantle of being a, a great champion who defends uh, the that title each and every week. So I, I'll go with Daniel Garcia here. Uh, yeah, uh, if they're if they're smart, they would give Orange Cassidy a break, uh, but they're not. And I think um, this is a way to set up. Um, an Orange Cassidy successful retention without having to, um, you know, um, without having to have the big names in this match really lose, like specifically Shibata and Zack Saber. So it's going to be a fun match, but it's still going to be an Orange Cassidy win. If uh, Orange Cassidy wins again, no, I mean, normally, I mean, on paper, it seems that way, but I, you know, I just watch one of his matches and then sees, uh, and I see how good he is. And then um, it's going to be back to square one. Okay, he's great. Um, but I, I still will feel bad because he's still going to, you know, put his body through a lot of that. Uh, same, uh, Hindi naman. Uh, because he's been, he's been putting out great matches each and every week. So, you know, uh, I'll take it for what it is. And, uh, but yeah, he needs a he deserves a, a break here. He's been putting on really good matches for the entire year. So uh so sign naman. Uh sign naman ng bakasyon. All right. Uh let's move on to an, a match that was announced for the buy-in. It's the first round of the Women's Owen Hart Foundation Cup. Uh Athena versus Billy Starks. Uh so there it's the match on the lower right uh, corner of your bracket. All right. I don't know why this match has to go on the card, but I know I, I do know why, but because uh, no one is, they're not really going to do a uh, women's tag team, a women's championship match. Parang, is it on the card? Wait, let me check. Do we have Meron. Yeah. Meron, Storm Meron, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Storm and Willow Nightingale, they're facing each other. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know why. Um, this could have been an ROH match, but. Uh, it is what it is, and Shempre Athena has to win this because uh, she is the actual ROH Women's Champion. So um, Billy Starks is there to give her a fun match, but um, honestly, I don't think Billy Starks is quite there yet. This is um, I'm one to talk better. Um, I I don't think that this is more than just uh, uh, you know um, a fun Easter egg run for Billy. Uh, is this Billy Billy Starks first? Appearance on AEW or has she appeared before? The new Hindi Dark, yung sa TV. If this is yes, yes, she's been on Dark. Yeah, no, no, she's been on Dark. All right, all right. So you know what? Why not give me Billy? Because tournaments are um, upsets. Uh, upsets in tournaments they go hand in hand. So why not give Billy Stark here to win? Although I can understand Rose's argument that Athena is the, is the ROH champion and you can't have the champion look bad against uh, a, a young a young wrestler but it's it's gonna make for a really good story if Billy Stark wins uh and upsets Athena and you know might as well just you know baha they can get an Irish uh, women's title storyline out of it so I'll go with Billy all right uh I mean it's not like the action Andretti upset by, by Jericho because that actually happened on Dynamite what Ro was arguing was Billy Starks hasn't been on the main shows in AEW yeah so if this person from literally out of nowhere defeats someone who's supposed to be a women's champion on one of the brands of your company, uh, it's not a good look for everyone. So uh, kind of weird, right? 
that, that's enough for the buy-in match. Uh, let's move on to the men's Owen Hart Cup uh, first round, CM Punk and Satoshi Kojima. Oh, hi, a random match because, you know, you got to get Punk on the show. Uh, also, can't get Kenta versus Punk, which was the ideal one. I At this point, I no longer know what the story is between the two. Why Kenta doesn't want to work with Punk? Or is it because uh, they won't pay him? I don't know. But uh, this has to be a Punk win. I say, uh, Tito Kozi is just there to, you know, carry him to a decent uh, New Japan style, uh, Japan style match. So that, I think this is a giveaway. <laughs> um. Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> because this reminds me of uh, an old CM Punk shoot video that I saw of him uh, screaming uh, when he imitated Homicide and he kept screaming Kojima. So now he's going up against Satoshi Kojima himself. Uh, so um, I don't see Punk losing uh, early in his comeback. So uh, this is a Punk, punk win. All right, simple as that. Uh, let's move on to the next match we've got. Uh- it's the BCC, Konosuke Takeshita, and Shota Umino taking on the Elite, Eddie Kingston, and Tomohiro Ishii. So, it's a random pairing though for, uh, for the babyface side. Uh, but I don't mind having Eddie Kingston there given that uh, they were able to use Dynamite today to like draw out the history now with Mox. And then, I guess Eddie Kingston and Ishii are sort of friends. So, that works. Yeah, this is a very NJPW multi-man tag match. Um, if you guys, a lot of you here listening and watching are familiar with that. On, on the smaller shows, they tend to run a lot of multi-man tags just to rest people and you know not overexpose them and oversaturate them. This is exactly it. Um, I do think the elite are due for a win here because uh, BCC won Anarchy and then BCC kept winning after that. Um, uh, Although there is the case of, you know, Takeshita being there, uh, BCC being on a tear. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's a little tough to call. I can't tell. But I do think the Elite need to win. So I will give the Elite uh, my prediction, my pick. Same thing here. The Elite uh, the elite for the win. Because you know, BCC got the win. No uh, anarchy in the arena. So plus... Uh, um, they've been BCC has been dominating uh, the elite over the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, af- even after double or nothing. So, um, the elite, I'll go. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. With the elite here. 
hey, at the very least, this should be a very fun 10-man tag team match. Uh, we've got another multi-man coming right up. It is a six-man. Now, wala pang graphic kasi hindi pa alam kung sino yung sixth man. So, it's uh, Team Sting, Sting and Darby Allen, and TBA going up against Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. It should be fun. Uh, first, who do you think these uh, mystery partners going to be? And who's going to win this one? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know um, who it's going to be. Um, I have no clues. Uh, so, I will just... People online are saying it's Naito. I, I don't know. I don't, does it have to be a, a New Japan guy? Parang, you know, but I, I guess yes, because Suzuki was on the other side. But um, I will say that the babyface team wins because Jericho and Sammy need to um, further their little uh, tension storyline. Uh, so in terms of TBA, um, same with the people in the comments. Uh, I think it's uh, Naito. Because uh, he hasn't really appeared in any capacity uh, in AW yet, so, um, so yep. So I'll go with Naito, and for the match, I'll go with the baby faces. Because you know, there's a story there between Jericho and Sammy that uh, uh, needs to be, you know, needs to be, you know, needs to go further. And the only way to do that is them uh, losing here in this match. All right. Um, I just thought of this now. It really popped me. If you know us, the mystery partner is Gene Blast Yotatsuji. <laughs> I just want to see the words Gene Blast on TV. <laughs> but then, I mean, like, you know, I, you know what? Anyone can be in the spot. Yeah, any anyone can be in the spot. Like, I don't think it makes a difference because uh, I don't I don't even think Naito's that big of a name anymore. Like, he's not that... I mean, yes, people are still fans of him, but he's not as relevant um, in the company. I think because he's also a free agent. Right? Or, you know, I, did, that, did that come to fruition? But uh, he's not as prominent as he once was like a couple of years back so uh but literally in this match anything can anyone can be in that spot because i think the big story really is sammy and jericho mm-hmm. uh we'll find out because a collision is a live show that's happening on sunday morning announcing in darby allen so uh good luck with that graphic scene all right uh next up um this uh this match between Jungle Boy Jack Perry and Sanada for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship i don't think sanada's gonna drop it at forbidden door yeah definitely not uh I mean, this is like a fun match, you know. Dream card, but dream card is not a crossover card. Is not really a place where you shake up the status quo. So, uh, the same way Kaito didn't beat um, uh, Okada in the NJPWX Noah Dream card, uh, the same way um, Sanada isn't going to lose his championship here against Jungle Boy. Yeah, same thing here. Sanada's not going to lose that title uh, on that card or anytime soon. Um, but I really wish they could have a good showing because, uh, you know, I want Jungle Boy to be the next big star in AW. And uh, if this match can get him closer to be that uh, big star, then I'm all for it. All right. Uh, though we don't have a slide for this because it's uh, going to be announced for Rampage. And let's talk about Adam Cole and Filthy Tom Lawler from New Japan. Uh, they, uh, they're they going to have that match at Forbidden Door as well. We'll have on graphic, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Tom Lawler isn't, uh, again, he was the first and longest running strong champion. But uh, right now, he is in a bit of a holding pattern. He was the big guy to beat the strong, but now he's kind of lost in the shuffle again. I don't know if he's going to be brought over to uh, Japan, if he's going to work that that space. But uh, this is an Adam Cole win because Adam Cole is the bigger star. Um, could be otherwise if they do want to bring Tom Lawler in. I do think he should be watched by a lot more people than the, the viewership of Strong. But I do think um, 
Adam Cole is hot, so you can't really, you know, cool him off with a loss here. Yeah, same thing. Adam Cole with the win. Uh, my first thought when I saw I saw the uh, match being announced is that is this match? We do we really need this match? I mean, you already have matches in the card, but you know what? It's a dream card. Put as much matches as you 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 know as you want because it's only once a year where NJPW guys come into AW and have this super show. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so but but this is an, this is an Adam Cole win. Yeah, uh, plus, it's an AEW show. The cards will always be this stack for an AEW. Yeah. Right? Yes. Uh, Babyface producer Zeke, let's bring the women back on. Let's talk about the AEW Women's World Championship match between Tony Storm and Willow Nightingale, who I guess represents New Japan as the NJPW Strong Women's Champion. I, I do like to still have a uh, AEW versus New Japan uh, women's match. Like, that's pretty good. Um, I don't know why the IWGP Women's Champion wasn't uh, tapped for this. I, that's, that's a weird thing to not do. But Willow Nightingale, major cop-out shot, but in a way, it still fits. Because I, I know, I enjoy watching Willow Nightingale. And I think this is a good match. I know we've already seen this match, for sure, uh, a while back. Um, with the different permutations of the outcasts versus uh, the AEW original women. But, but um, this is going to be fun. And... Uh, since AEW Women's Championship, it's Tony Storm easy. Yeah, same thing. Um, although I can't help to think, man, if Mercedes didn't get injured in that match, we could have gotten a Mercedes uh, appearance here. But I'm okay with it. Um, so in terms of the match, Tony, Tony, Tony Storm for the win. All right. Uh, last few matches here on the card, we've got the AEW World Championship match between MJF and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Even for you, obvious. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I, I, just soon. Obvious, yes, but uh, let's, let's back it up with some science, no, with some psychology, no, with some uh, with some wrestling logic. Um, I did read a rumor that said that um, NJPW sees Tanahashi as a vet uh, who can eat losses now. He, he's not like. The Tanahashi of 10 years ago, and uh, he's still in his uh, very John Cena prime, even with Okada in the wings. So, uh, so uh, definitely MJF, but that's the reason why. Because um, Tanahashi is still a big enough name, but not big enough that he can't eat a pin against the young Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Yeah, same same thoughts here. Uh, he has been that guy for years now, see Tanahashi. Uh, ever since... He lost to Okada at Wrestle Kingdom uh, 10. His role has become he is still he he still has a big name. He's still the the ace, uh, the former ace that you can slot in main events and uh, he can eat losses. And still doesn't he, he still uh, doesn't lose that stature of being a star. So uh, no surprise that he was slided uh, it slided. Uh, here in this card as the challenger for the AEW World Championship because obviously MJF is not going to lose anytime soon. So MJF for the win and uh, should be should be a good match. You know, people may not like the mix of MJF versus Tanahashi, but I think they're going to surprise people. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, up next, another dream match. One of the first two named announced IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. It's a rematch between Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. All right, now we're cooking with gas. Uh, this is, I think... The one of the two actual consequential matches on this card, uh, Will has to win here because uh, the entire story of him losing at um, Wrestle Kingdom was him going through his own Cody Rhodes art. So, uh, 
I believe na this is him. This is his story to finish. This is Forbidden Door is him finishing the story. And if he does not, then you know, uh, he looks more like the chump that people thought Cody was when he lost the world of WrestleMania. Story. Yeah, same thoughts here. There you go. <laughs> yeah, again, uh, same uh, same sentiments here from me. Uh, this is uh, Will's uh, to win because um, you know he lost the title and uh, everything up to this point was him trying to get back to that point in which he could win the title back against Kenny Omega. So um, plus, uh, if it was true that these two, because there was I read some reports uh, earlier this year that these two held themselves back in in the Wrestle Kingdom match. And it was what? great. It was really? Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly. I get how. I get how they were holding themselves back. They weren't doing the weird, um, the card, the heavy cardio stuff that, you know, Will and Ricochet were doing um, half a decade ago. So I, I get it. I get what, I get what that means. Yeah, so what? So if they go full on 100%, so so I'm super excited for this match. And if Will wins here, there's a possibility of a rubber match at All In uh, in London uh, in about two months. So uh, this should this, this Will should win here. All right. Now let's get to the main event. And I think in announced on Dynamite Kanina that this really will be the main event. So please expect Brian Danielson and, Ken, and uh, Kazuchika Okada to close the show here at Forbidden Door. Is this one of the consequential matches? Uh, yes, but uh, no. <laughs> also, no. Um, what was the other? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah the, the, yes, Taren. Because um, it is still up in the air. Like, these guys are both longtime vets and longtime top guys of their respective companies. About parang, There's no clear edge between the two. Like, one of them isn't bigger than the other to, uh, you know, Make it immediately obvious. So I do not know. I do not know who's going to win here. Like, nobody here is like the, the up and comer who needs a big win. And nobody here is the um, more veteran here that, you know, uh, could, you know, believably eat the, or believably get the win without, you know, without making it, you know, uh, controversial. So I legit do not know <laughs> who to pick here. Uh, you know, pag wala story in, uh, you know, when you when you just throw on an exhibition, you know, this is super WWE 2K now. Okay, I'm player one, you're player two. We're bringing, we're we're choosing our favorite guys, and we're just doing a, a random singles match on on forbidden on the forbidden door stage. <laughs> so I do not know who wins here. I don't know who should win. Uh, if I gun to my head, I would say Brian because Brian has a bigger story going on here, but not so much that. And yeah, it's a weird thing. It's not so much that he needs the win. It's just that it is still an AEW show. So default by default, the hometown guy, the home court guy probably will get the win. That's my really unsure take of the whole thing. Same, uh, so brang hirap din ito because you can go either way, man. <laughs> you can go either way with Brian and Okada, and uh, both of them are already certified legends, uh, in, in pro wrestling. 
So maybe it doesn't matter who wins or loses this match uh, as long as we get a banger. Um, but for me, I go with Okada. Okada here with the win because he's you know, he's a younger guy. And for me, because I feel like Brian is in the same spot as Tanahashi. Na he may not win all the time, but he can still he can be in the main event. But he can eat losses and not look you know not look. Uh, weaker, weak or weaker, so um, I go with Okada. But I'm not, I'm not gonna be surprised if Brian wins. Either way, the fans will win because this, we're gonna get a really good match. All right, uh, my stuff, tech stuff, internet sounds way better on Zoom. So uh, if you made it to the audio only part, thanks for putting up with everything we had to put up with during the live stream. Let's talk some NXT, gentlemen. Uh, the main event of NXT Gold Rush was actually pretty fun. It was Seth freaking Rollins against Braun Breaker for the World Heavyweight Championship. And this is one of those times where sobrang hindi hyperbole yung sinasabi nila na this is the greatest main event on NXT television. Agree or disagree? Uh, I wouldn't say greatest, but it is the biggest. Because uh, this is a legit world champion coming down to NXT to have a world championship match against an NXT guy. So... Uh, yun palang big deal na. It was a good match, but you know, it wasn't like the best world championship match I've ever seen. It's also, I don't think it was also the best NXT main event that I've ever seen, but it did its job. I do think it should have brought, uh, viewers and eyes to NXT product. And I hope it did, you know, sayang kasi. I mean, like they really are putting in the work to, you know, make it, uh, make it a big part of the WWE cinematic universe. And, um, I, I appreciate those uh, uh, little interactions. Well, not just little, but these uh, varying interactions between the main roster guys in NXT. Yeah, it's a greatest main event. Um, good question because there was some stuff during the black and gold era where, where it was really banger after banger uh, each week on the main events. But this has been, this is the best main event ever since the rebrand of NXT. Uh, so, and um, kudos to Seth Rollins, man. Because this is a a, de- a development developmental. Even though we are trying to say here now, NXT is trying to be the third brand. This is still developmental. And when he went for that spot where he dove from the top rope to the announce table, I, I thought like, oh my god, like he really went all out. Like he he didn't to be all out in an, in a TV match, but he did. He absolutely did. And uh, He's really proving himself to be a, to be a fighting champion, and considering this was a one-off match, both guys really brought their A game to the table here. I have a question for yeah, for both of you: uh, Is Braun ready to graduate to the main roster? Yeah, I think he is. Um, I mean, you know, graduating to the main roster doesn't necessarily mean you're going to main event pay per views. You're gonna uh, you're gonna put on twenty minute matches. <laughs> Uh, every night on Raw, on SmackDown, whatever. Uh, this was a 20-minute match, but you know, um, it's not going to be always like that uh, on, on the main roster. So uh, as the bare minimum of main roster guys, like, yeah, he can graduate. Um, I mean, given the way he was booked in his first one and a half years in NXT, um, there isn't much left for him to do anyway. Like, uh, are you really gonna go champion? Uh, go challenge again for the championship that you couldn't win back, Deba? So, uh, who else are you gonna feud with, Deba? It's this is developmental. It's not like uh, the rest of the guys are uh, great options. Like, you're you're a wrestler in search of a story, so you might as well just go up anyway. 
yeah, same thing. Uh, I thought he has been ready for quite a while. And I think by by being the NXT champion before, he has already reached his uh, his ceiling. And uh, he's, uh, I, I'm not saying that as of this moment, he's already ready to be a main eventer in the main roster. But as far as NXT goes, he's ready. He's ready to be in the main roster now. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on this main event from NXT Gold Rush? Uh, um, no, no, I'm good. Yeah, same thing here. Okay, let's move on to uh, what I'm assuming will be the main event for next week's Gold Rush. Uh, that's week two, and that's Baron Corbin versus Carmelo Hayes. And uh, they had a very interesting promo battle. And I'd like to think that the writing behind this promo battle between Corbin and Melo was pretty inspired. Like in particular, nagustan ko yung ginagago ni Carmelo si uh, uh, si Baron Corbin about being happy Corbin. And then Corbin rightfully points out, na hey, being happy Corbin made me afford a 1.8 million dollar house, and it's an happy and after I beat you, I'm gonna go home, sit on my throne, and my hot ass wife is gonna pour me a bottle of champagne you can't even afford. Now, when you think about it, divide it made so much sense. It's it's uh, kind of like when someone chanted, "You sold out, Sammy JDL." It's the same thing Baron Corbin was asking. It really made sense, especially if you like to crap on wrestlers for doing these gimmicks, even though they're working for the biggest company in the world and are probably making the most money that they can ever make in their career. Yeah, a lot of fans don't really get that. And gets even even wrestlers, a lot of wrestlers don't get that. You want to be a super mark for yourself and you want to be the coolest, most badass wrestler ever. But you know, not even Hulk Hogan was a super uh edgy guy when he first became famous. Right? So um I like that they put this a little uh, interesting philosophical discussion about the wrestling business in in a way that's easy to understand. Like um you can take you can take a shit yeah about on Baron unhappy Corbin, right? But sampaling ka lang ni Baron with the facts that he did make money, he did make bank on on portraying what was a silly gimmick. And at this point, are you gonna really trade? Uh, no, I mean, are you really gonna keep your um your cool gimmick or your cool character if it meant that you couldn't get the money that you deserved about so uh a lot of things to think about for both fans and wrestlers so um i think it's a nice little story that doesn't get as much love because uh seth was a fighting champion that went down to nxt but i like this it doesn't mean baron's gonna win but um, it was nice to see that kind of story play out in uh, in, in a venue like NXT. <laughs> but it made sense. Eh? Baron Corbin was a returning main roster guy. Who yeah, technically, by his definition, succeeded because he he had a nice he has a nice life now. So yeah, yeah, he, he's uh, had a nice. long career on the main roster. Diba graduate from from NXT, so he's yeah. a proud alumnus of the place. And more importantly. People are are forgetting the fact that Baron Corbin actually walked out of that promo battle as the winner. Yep. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I I just think that it's a nice conversation to have on NXT within the context of you know talking to a guy who is still on the up and up and who is still about to uh, head to the main roster who who may end up uh, on the same fate in the same fate as Happy Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it's a bad never, thing because as he yeah, himself no, no. says, man behind ya, no. Magaling, ano yeah, yeah, he has so a hot ass wife with expensive uh, <laughs> champagne. 
Yeah, but for him, you know, for someone like Melo, if if you turn into a goofy ass character, then you also take an L. But you know, as long as you get paid for it, then that's not really an L. You know, uh, as as Jay Z said, more victories are for minor league coaches. Igo Emil, what are your thoughts on this? Since uh, you're not part of the business at all, yeah. Again, uh, as a sports fan, no, uh, I can't help but to compare it to when people are. Uh, trashing bench players for being bench players in the NBA. But when you think about it, in reality, these bench players are making what four, five million a year, and they they get to travel a lot, and they have a, they have a sustainable career. Nah, they could retire today, and they could they're set off for life. You know, no, so, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, that's where you're wrong. Uh, bench players could, in theory, but if they don't invest in themselves, oh, yeah, yeah. they will not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So, so, parang ane, parang you ha- you need to have this perspective. Na, you know, I I made this to I made it to this level. So that must that must mean I'm I am really good. And di ako basta basta. And that's what Corbin basically. Uh, said to to Melo, like, dude, I made the ma- I made the main roster, and I've been here for eight years. So that must mean that uh, I am good at what I'm doing. And di lang basta basta opponent na matatalo mo lang na basta basta. He's right. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Yes, that is the take. Yes, yes, diba? Uh, it, it it also reminds me of what Brian Scalabrini once said when someone was heckling him and calling him like a schmuck, and then yung response ni Scalabrini was, "Bro, I am closer to LeBron than you are to me." Exactly, exactly. That's that was a point. You know, yeah. you had the correct point right there. I, I respect the white mamba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, but anyway, yes, that's already you know everyone gets that. Right, right. Um, I I just really appreciate whoever uh, wrote this promo battle for Baron Corbin and and, and Melo no NXT. They did their job and they did it very well. Um, I want to see more of this actually. And if Baron Corbin can bring that back with him to the main roster, that little bit of self awareness, it makes him more hateable. But at the end of the day, you'll be like, "Perindi tamashe," Which um, for me at least, as a heel character, I actually love. So uh, I I'm pretty high on on Baron Corbin right now at this point. In late June 2023, yep. Uh, I'm pretty high. I, I want to say I'm pretty high on NXT in general. Like the storytelling is top notch. Like, shempre, not everyone's gonna be a good actor or actress because shempre porn acting para yung uh, yung trade in NXT. But the writing is super solid, and it's up to the 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 guys and girls to make it work. But uh, at that point, at this point, for most of it, if it doesn't work, it's kind of on you. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it is really well intentioned and uh, well thought out. Speaking of the writing, I just want to bring this in, and I know you have some thoughts on this too, Ro. Von Wagner. Who who would have thought? Now we would have been able to flesh out the Von Wagner and Robert Stone characters, and now Von Wagner is, I dare say, a baby face worth rooting for. surgery, <laughs> and then they showed more pics of him with his dad, uh, see Wayne Bloom. Yeah. Uh, so it's legit. So like. I'm I'm glad that you know he was uh, he was open to sharing this part of him as a character in wrestling because that's still up to him to determine whether he wants to do that or not, right? But um, you know it. I, I don't know if it took some convincing or you know if uh, if you know, but 
had they done this a long time ago, I, I think Von Wagner would have been a more well-received, a better-received, rather, uh, wrestler in NXT. But hey, um, you know, you're still in developmental. You know, it's never too late to find something that works for you. And I like this. Um, uh, even Robert Stone, right? That day, kung sino sino lang siya na, you know, you never really thought much of him, but you know, he was just a random guy. Na inapakapakan lang ng tangke ni Shotzi. Yeah, <laughs> the women would now, be beating up to the side. Yeah, no. So now he's a legit confidant, na the good guy, na good friend to Von Wagner. So I like this a lot. Um, I, you know, it's it's the same thing why people like the Bloodline stories. It's you really just want to watch the cinema more than the more than the wrestling itself sometimes. So this was them hitting it well even though Von Wagner still not the best talker ever I think he's still awkward um, you do kind of get some sympathy for him for after finding out what he been th- what he's been through mm-hmm. yeah uh, also the same thing uh, after that promo after that segment rather uh, I just can't help but to feel sympathetic to the guy I mean a lot of people over the last year or so they've been making they've been making fun of how he looks and uh, for those people, uh, sana they fi- they felt bad after after watching that segment, because uh, di nila di nila alam yung ng tao before di- before being uh, put in NXT. And I think it's a good way for him to get over, you know, get some sympathy, I, get some, you know. I I didn't even know there was something wrong with the way he looks. Like I was more focused on the fact that he wasn't he doesn't really parang he can't talk properly, you know. Yeah, it's the lisp. Um, yeah, not just this, but the way he talks. It's not it's not the lisp sounding, but alam mo yun, parang slow siya, parang yeah. ng ayos, ng ayos. So, um if this condition is the, a reason for that, then okay, I take it all back. Um Yeah. Uh It also didn't know, help because um, Von Wagner has a very matinis na voices for a big dude. Yeah. You would yeah. expect him to sound like Braun Strowman, but instead he sounds more like Stokely. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But now we can't talk shit about him anymore. Say he nope. went through he went through a life-changing surgery at uh, 18 months old. Yeah. yeah, that that's traumatic shit. Um also I, I just want to show some love to Robert Stone, Mr. Stone. Uh, I've been a fan of his since watching him on The Amazing Race and it's uh nice to see in a number 1 he's still in WWE and number 2 that uh he's actually thriving in this uh new role as the babyface confidant of a babyface Von Wagner. So big ups for everybody down there in NXT. All right, yeah. let's get to our picks of the week, uh, which we didn't get to record an episode for last time. Uh, big ups to Emil here for suggesting that we do this here on uh, on the podcast. Um, I'm going to start with mine since I have no idea what your picks of the week are. And I'm going to be uh, showing some love to the Lucha Libre tradition by pointing out the episode of WWE Most Wanted Treasures on Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. So anything with Eddie Guerrero in it, let if it's new content, I will always pick that. And uh, I, I really appreciated this episode. It made me revisit some very cool moments from uh, Ray and Eddie's uh, rivalries. Now, you know, were very integral to my my childhood, quote unquote, as a wrestling fan. Um, nung si Dominic nakasakay siya dun sa isang lowrider ni Eddie, which they actually found. He felt so overcome with emotion, like he was choking up inside the lowrider. And if I myself were to get in any one of Eddie's lowriders, I would probably feel the same uh, the same way. And back to niya na, he wants all fans to have that type of experience. So the fact that they were able to come away with that lowrider and that uh, si Ray was able to find yung 
last mask that he wore in a ring against Eddie Guerrero. Sobrang special ng mga uh, relics na yun. And the next time I get to go to like an Access or whatever fan event in WWE, best believe I'm gonna look out for those particular relics. So that episode from uh, WWE Most Wanted Treasures from this past week, totally worth a watch. I didn't even know that was the episode. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Emil. Sorry, go ahead. I'm surprised that these things, mga memorabilia, na no punta lang sa mga. I mean, people <laughs> no, people buy it, it on auction, like auction, di ba? In auction, yun. Pero do you I'm want us to break na... the glass for you, Emil? Because <laughs> <laughs> we can. <laughs> no, to be fair, uh, a lot of a lot of, I get to know how much it's worth. I don't know how These things do get lost, like. Uh, I don't even remember where some of my masks are. I know I gave one of them away to a fan. Um, so, you know, that might one day be a <laughs> most wanted treasure. But I do know that um, for me, uh, uh, a lot of these things, um, I don't see them again for one reason or another. Speak for yourself. Ako, I've got all of my gear. Yeah, I mean, no, no I mean, <laughs> yes, you got all yours, but I get why. This stuff gets lost. I, was, yeah. I found out through most wanted treasures in Pala that um, the wrestlers don't always get to keep their gear. I don't know if someone else made it for them. They don't get to keep the props that they use. So, um, but for just fair enough, because hey, you can't be bringing all that stuff when you're traveling from city to city. Right? So, um, there are people in WWE for that, uh, for for those things. for after you use it. Yeah, so like the lowrider, for example, there was an original owner from whom they loaned it when Eddie oh. used to drive yung mga lowriders. And city to city, may hinahanap silang different people yeah. na may lowriders. Uh, the DX tank, for example, was owned by another person. And then niloan lang sa WWE for the invasion uh, angle with WCW. And then, you know, it went back to that person and, and stayed there for like 20-odd years. So, you know, just to add to road there, a bit of a glass-shattering moment once again for Emil here. No, but you know, if you watch the show, I mean, like they 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 kind of imply that by the way they track down yung yep. yung mga taong may hawak nito, diba? the stories, diba? So I don't think it's much of a it's, I don't think it's much of a glass to shatter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, who wants to go next? I'll go next. Uh, my pick of the week is from Collision. It is uh, the match, the first ever Collision match. Uh, Mr. Rhea Ripley versus uh, Mr. Charlotte Flair. Buddy Murphy versus Andrade El Idiolo. Andrade Idiolo. Why you gotta shit on our new friend like that? <laughs> hey, he shot on himself. So uh, if he can make jokes about himself, it's fair game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, go ahead. Um, fun match, fun stuff. Uh, great choice, actually, for the first ever uh, match on collision same way uh kenny versus christian opened rampage for the first time back in 2021 good stuff um there are some cues there to uh charlotte and Rhea. Nah, if you aren't as clued in on the personal lives of these two guys you wouldn't really catch but uh you know it's good enough uh, i just don't like the the visual of the figure eight being done by a guy because it, it doesn't look that strong but you know I see that. Oh, I understood that reference. It's a nice thing to have. But um, it's funny that these two men are overshadowed by their respective wife and girlfriend. So uh, I never thought we'd come to a point in pro wrestling that a couple of women, not derogatory, but uh, the women are actually bigger stars here than the men. Yep. Uh, uh, it, was, it was a good match, good, solid uh 10 minutes plus match and uh i know and um 
I is Andrade a face now? I think he is, right? I guess. Parang oh, he's he's he ano, Buddy Matthews eh. I don't know. <laughs> and they attacked him post match, so I guess he is. But he yeah. still has still has uh, Rush and um, Rush is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and the, his table mates uh, on 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 the other side. Oh, kupal din si ano si Pero Peligroso and si yeah. Jose. Yeah, I don't so, know. <laughs> Who knows? So, yeah. So we'll probably know in the next few weeks. Negeto Emil, tatanungin namin si Kevin Kelly. Pag sumagot siya, <laughs> sasabihin ka. <laughs> All right. Um so yeah, I'm last one. So my pick of the week goes out to the main event of collision. Uh six man tag uh Punk uh, CM FDR, CM Punk and FDR against uh, Joe and Bullet Club Gold, Jay White and uh Juice Robinson. Again, it was a historic, uh, historic match. It's the first main event of the first ever Collision show. Um, I love the moment where Punk and Joe tagged in, and you know, if you know the history of wrestling, you know that these two guys had a classic trilogy back uh, almost 19 years ago. So, and this is the first time actually that they faced off uh, in a match since that uh, that match, the third match. Of the trilogy, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, you know, the crowd even before they locked up, the crowd was, you know, they they were chanting, they were up on their feet, they were popping. So I also got goosebumps also while seeing that. So, um, but uh, aside from that, bit by bit, Medjuna impressed now with Bullet Club Gold. Um, they should get a title shot, a tag team title shot pretty soon, and um. And CM Punk just came in, did his thing, and that that was it. FDR wrestled most of the match, uh, so it was a it was a very uh, typical six man tag, but I really enjoyed it. I hate to say this, but I kind of disagree with the Bullet Club Gold thing. I I felt like they were super generic in the match. Um, all the four all all the four guys had something that made them stand out. Even Punk, you know. His old man wrestling made him stand out, right? uh, His his whack ass roundhouse kick to the head made him stand out. But um, Juice and Jay, and I'm I'm a big fan of Juice. They came off a super generic and super creative wrestlery. Nah, parang okay. This is this is I I forgot they were there because hey, I was so focused on the FDR guys on on Samoa Joe and sometimes even Punk because you know it Punk does his thing and it is kind of magnetic. But um, the it it felt like the new Japan style, the Jap the Japanese style, really made uh, Jay and Juice feel special. And the fact that they have to wrestle in a more American style here kind of dilutes what they're all about. Parang okay, you just and you just felt like generic WWE mid carders, and that's not good. That's not good at all. So that's my take on it. I felt like they were they were blending in with the rest of the crowd. We have the Bullet Club Gold, like Jay, uh, Jay and Juice, yet they're not on the Forbidden Card, the Forbidden Door card, which is really weird because you know you want the crossover, you want the guys that works both, you know, both companies and both styles. I think they should at least they should be in a match in the card, but it's really weird that they're not. So I actually watched this match with my dad because he was pretty curious why I was watching wrestling on a Sunday morning. Tasa sa yung main event, and he was like, "Oh, that's Joe. Oh, 
buhay pa tong CM Punk. <laughs> so, I was like <laughs> answering some questions like throughout the main event, which was actually fun because it kind of kept me awake. Like for me, it was a bit of a long watch because I didn't read the ko yung show. Eh. Um, but you know, having him there to watch uh, that main event with me kind of made it fun then, I guess. And uh, just hearing Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGuinness take it a hundred uh, was something that was a treat for my ears. So um, I can see why you picked this as your pick of the week, and I appreciate it. So, uh, you know, our feelings towards CM Punk's um, lack of maturity notwithstanding. So there, uh, those are our picks of the week. Let us know what yours are. As always, it is at Wrestling2XPod on TikTok and on Twitter. And uh, everywhere else... Uh, where you can find us You can hit us up individually On Facebook, Instagram And for the podcast Over on Spotify One last thing Before we bring it to our uh, Normal Way to close the show I uh, mentioned breaking news though. Gail Kim and Giselle Shaw Are on the latest season Of The Amazing Race Canada And as a fan wow. of reality TV I'm gonna be oh. tuning into this I would like <laughs> to see How they perform I so, love Amazing nice, Race nice. So that's nice yeah, so they, they follow in the footsteps of Mr. Stone and Brooke Tessmacher, who competed in 2014. TNA talaga yung may hook up sa Amazing Race. So there, all right, uh, time for us to go back to the stream goodbyes. Uh, thank you to everybody in the comment section for chiming in with your predictions for Forbidden Door. Again, if you want to join us for the watch party, it's on Monday at 8 a.m. Manila time. Go check us out over on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Patreon. That's patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. And if you're listening to this on the audio-only version, then you can hit us up with your predictions and your comments over at Wrestling2XPod. Let's get some plugs as we begin to wind down here. So, so yeah, uh, let's get some plugs. Emil, what do you have going on? Not much. Uh, just follow me on my socials on TikTok and on Twitter at email underscore Meister. All right, and Rope? Yes, sir. Uh, the latest episode of uh, Unmasked is out today, this morning. Thank you, Neil, for listening to the show on your way to watch, on your way home and getting home to the live stream. So you have like two hours of listening to me. Uh, I hope you had fun and you enjoyed the experience of having me in your ear holes. But um, this episode is uh, the very start of my wrestling career. Um, we go to uh, my uh, joining of PWR via boot camp in 2014. And then uh, at the latter half is my debut in Vendetta of 2015. So, um, you know, if you are, if you haven't heard me talk about my very beginnings um, yet, uh, uh, this is a good place to start at least in Dita so please please do tune in subscribe if you haven't yet uh, Unmasked the Chronicles of Rome Miranda and Sandata uh, it's on Spotify Apple Podcasts and um, I think wherever you get your podcast. but you know the so and uh, if you haven't yet please subscribe and please rate me uh, if you liked it please give me five stars if not you're free to rate whatever you like. Somebody already, somebody already rated me low, so that's cool. Uh, but please do listen and follow. Uh, just, I just got to say, I listened to the episode earlier, and ABL is such, is such a fun co-host. So, so Ayun. Ayun. Yeah, Ayun. he's really good. Yeah, so Ayun. shout out to you, ABL. Like, I, laughed, I, I laughed a lot of times while listening to, to the episode earlier, so shout out to you, Ayun. man. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, while we're here, let's promote um, uh, Manila Wrestling Federation, MWF. We have a show on um, July 9th. That's a Sunday at the Kazan Memorial Circle Covered Courts. Once again, it is MWF Action Novela TV. Gigil Ato Romanza. The main event is um, David Ravenna versus 
Bobby Makisig for the MWF Pinoy Wrestling Championship. I'm going to be there. Stan's going to be there. Uh, Rowan may, might be there if you want to say hi to him. Uh, you know, if you if uh, for any Rowan Natics, Madabarkads to Rowan, dito sa the chat. Uh, kung taga QC kayo, or malapit kayo sa QC, punta niyo na. Uh, tickets are on TicketToMe.net. Uh, they are really affordable right now. Bagsak uh, presyo. So please do please do consider checking that out. And if you can't. You can also support us via Gank. Um, that's where you can hear uh, our commentary, uh, our voice work. Because you know the live experience is one thing, but uh, it doesn't quite give you the whole thing because there are pre-tapes, there are video segments that you can only see on the finished product. So if you are interested in that, please go to ManilaWrestling.com, subscribe to Gank. That's only ten dollars, around six hundred pesos. You can pay via credit card, debit card, or GCash. So a lot of options for you to pay. If you are willing to support local wrestling, yata na yun yung paraan kung paano support tayo. Right? Yeah, that's it for me. All right, uh, that, that's it for me as well. Uh, since Ro took care of that, so uh, thank you everybody for joining us on the stream. Thanks to everyone who uh, is listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I gotta thank Babyface Producer Z and my co-hosts Ro and Emil here for putting up with my really shitty internet connection. Uh, it's not easy doing a live stream and a live recording when not everything is uh, firing on all cylinders. Uh, but uh, well, uh, those are the cards we're dealt. We just try to deal with it as best as we can. And uh, like I said earlier, we're celebrating episode number 600 next week. So kita kita tayo on the next live stream right before Money in the Bank it will be the Money in the Bank predictions episode uh, we'll also be recording picks of the week next week Monday or, uh, or Tuesday uh, that should be episode number 599 don't forget to follow us on social media uh, individually it is at EML underscore Meister at Row is War at Monday Night Rowan at Gina Supersai is at underscore Stan C thank you very much to uh, all of the other babyface producers at the PNA for all the work that they do behind the scenes on behalf of Emil ASH and Roman and my instance you reminding everybody to stay safe stay healthy and don't be a dick wrestling wrestling podcast out bye bye peace The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.